0: Coming up this hour, we are going to talk about a blog from Eric Geiger and then food for the poor is with us for the rest of the hour. You're listening to The Common Good. Hey, friends. Welcome to The Common Good here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Alongside Ian Simpkins, my name is
1: Brian Fromm. Those of you listening via podcast, via, via, what are we going with, via oh podcast? Oh, boy. I didn't... Okay, so one of them... Is the Starbucks like instant coffee? So you have to choose the other one. Okay, I, that doesn't help me, but I All get right. it. But if
0: you are on the podcast, you are getting a bonus segment today because today is Food for the Poor, uh, our Food for the Poor campaign uh, that we'll be doing uh, live. Uh, on am 1160 but we wanted to still talk about some of all this you know there's so much going on in our country right now that ian and i still wanted to be able to talk about kind of the updated newest events kind of what's going through our mind right now so
1: ian we're going to give everybody a bonus segment here Yeah, there's this article by – well, you mentioned – do you know Eric Geiger, by the way? I don't. I don't. For some reason, I thought you knew him. His Mm -hmm. headline is this. It says, responding as a white pastor to concerns from whites about saying too much on race. Before I even dive into it, I'm wondering, do you feel any of this? Have you had, like, some private DMs, (laughs) emails from people like, hey, I think maybe maybe ratchet it back on your show, or maybe you're – there's other stuff in the world to talk about. Like, are you feeling any of that? So uh, no private DMs or emails or anything. Uh,
0: It's more the unspoken right now for me. Like I sent out an all church email. I didn't tell you this. I sent out an email to my whole church. So rather than Facebookers, I put out an email just with my thoughts. It was a really kind of a long email. Uh, And it was very interesting who responded back. Thank you for this. And who didn't? (laughs) You know what I mean? And Mm. it was uh, so it's a little bit been uh, who's been uh, who's been silent. I know that uh, some of the people who I know aren't silent on a lot of things. Right. uh, That there's probably a okay enough already or Mm. a is this all we can talk about right now? Or just a straight disagreement about what I had to say, uh,
1: even though. How about yourself? Are you getting some uh, messages from people? I I am, yeah, and it's raised a lot of interesting questions, for sure, because some of it has more of like a social tone, others of it more like a theological tone, Uh, and still others it's like, hey, I'm just annoyed, I'm annoyed by what you're posting, or Mm. how you're posting it, so it's it's kind of a hodgepodge at this point, at least for me personally, which is why I really was intrigued by his perspective, and I think he's had a lot of wisdom here, so it's responding as a white pastor, which you and I both are, to concerns from whites, about saying too much on race. Let me just read how he introduces it, and then he addresses some questions uh, that I think are really helpful to consider. He says, what, what a crazy time to be a pastor. Can I get an amen, by amen the way, Amen to that. <laughs> Before the horrific events of the last few weeks, there was already a myriad of memes poking fun at the misery of 2020, but in just the last few weeks, pastors are making many decisions that are polarizing. From when and how to reopen the church to when and how to speak about race, we are living in an extremely divisive time And COVID is the multiplier of frustration for people. I have people frustrated with me for how I have spoken about racism in these last few weeks, or how much I've spoken about racism in the last few weeks, from personal posts on social to comments in our worship services, the expressed frustration that I am speaking too much, and there could be others frustrated, but I am speaking about those who have expressed frustration, has come from whites to me, a white pastor, based on conversations with other pastors, I know I'm not alone. So I thought I would provide a snapshot of how I am responding to hopefully encourage other pastors. Here is how a white pastor is responding to critiques from white people about speaking about race. So why don't you tackle this first question, Brian?
0: Yeah, it says the first question here is Eric. uh, This is Eric Geiger. It says, Eric, isn't every person in every race important? Why single out one race? And he answered, like all illustrations, this falls short. But imagine my daughters are playing with a group of friends in the street. And one of my daughters is bullied and hurt badly by someone else. When I rush outside to care for her, do I yell out that I love Eden and Evie equally? As I'm picking her up from the ground to carry her inside, do I tell her that her sister is just as important to me? Do I tell all the watching friends that I want them to be sure they understand that both my daughters are equally important? Of course not. By picking up my daughter who is hurting, I'm not saying to my other daughter that I don't love her Hmm. or that she is worthless. I am running to the one who is hurting uh, he goes on to say, absolutely every single person and race is important, but not every race is feeling the weight and oppression of the sting of racism. I'll stop there. I've had that conversation with people, the whole white lives, uh, so, well, that Freudian slip, the whole black lives matter coming from white people going, well, all lives matter, all lives matter. And I actually think most of the people on my timeline, uh, say on Facebook or something, who say that are very well-meaning, not all of them, but usually mm. they are. And I've used a, an example much like this. I've said, you know, uh, obviously – and I think one of the pastors we talked to last earlier this week said the same thing. He said, obviously all lives matter, but that's not what this is about right now. This is about uh, the specific issues that have been facing black people in our country for a long time. Uh, and and the example I've used for people is like, you know, if, if I'm at uh, a breast cancer rally, I'm not just going to start yelling, all cancers matter. Let's talk about colon right. cancer, right? Like, right. Th- there, that doesn't mean that colon cancer doesn't matter. <laughs> it's right. just in that moment. And Again, most of the people, at least in my life, who are kind of banging the all lives matter thing, uh, I think are actually well-meaning. And so it's helpful to have that conversation about, again, not all of them. Some of them are using it
1: to try to dismiss the conversation. Right. Um, But, yeah, I thought his his analogy here is pretty good, too. When I read somewhere else, too, someone said uh, they posted a a meme and it says instead of saying all lives matter, Jesus said Samaritan lives matter. Mm. Instead of saying all lives matter, Jesus said children's lives matter. Instead of saying all lives matter, Jesus said Gentile lives matter. Instead of saying all lives matter, Jesus said Jewish lives matter. Instead of saying all lives matter, Jesus said women's lives matter. Instead of saying all lives matter, Jesus said lepers' lives matter. Even though Jesus loves everyone, even to the point of dying for their sins, he went out of his way to intentionally help specific groups of people, the alienated, mistreated, and those facing injustice. So saying black lives matter and participating in a movement seeking justice, positive reform, and empowerment is one of the most Christ-like things we can do. And I think that's exactly like what you were saying. It is... I've heard the analogy, you know, people referencing the Jesus leaving the 99 to rescue the one. Mm-hmm. And the cartoon that I saw was like a whole herd of 99 sheep holding signs that said, all sheep matter. <laughs> but it's Jesus going and saving the one who's like hanging on by a branch off the edge of a cliff. Yeah, like, yeah, but I'm yeah. going to the one who is in danger right now. I saw that. I saw that too. The next question here that Eric has is, Eric, uh, let's be colorblind. Pointing out our differences is divisive. He says, God is not colorblind, and neither should we be. Our differences are beautiful because God designed them to show off his glory and creativity and to receive worship from every single group of people. In the first book of the Bible we see God's promise that people from all races will be made happy in Christ, Genesis twelve three. In the last book of the Bible we see that people from every tribe, tongue, and nation will be gathered around the throne, Revelation five nine. In his beautiful and creative design, God made every race in his image. As Christ followers, we should appreciate every single race and insist that every race be treated with respect. To mistreat or devalue a race of people is to disrespect mm-hmm. our God. It's yeah, I, I think it's so important right now because,
0: again, uh, people say God's color. No, God made made us all different, uh, but with the same value, the whole Imago Day conversation we had yesterday. The next question He says, Eric, what about the shop owners and the police? Are they less valuable? And he goes on to say, caring for black men and women is caring for a group of people who've endured a long history of racism. Our police officers and shop owners are not any less valuable. And we insist that they be treated with honor and respect to both of those statements can be true. They are not contradictory. Hmm. We've prayed for both the shop owners and the police officers in our worship service. Several of our staff attended a peaceful protest uh, this week. The team passed out water and he goes on to say that that I, I love this this picture because people keep wanting to say you're either uh, for the protest and therefore you're for looting and you don't care about what happens. So pl- no, we can we can we can have a little bit more of a nuanced, complex conversation about this. And so I think it's very important what he says there. He,
1: both both of these groups, all of these groups are valuable. Yeah. Let me address this last one, too, because this is a question that I imagine a lot of pastors are getting right now. Why are you being political? This was Eric's response. I'm not being political. I'm being biblical. One of the most <laughs> thrilling biblical doctrines in the Christian faith is the doctrine called Imago Dei or being made in the image of God. All men and women carry a higher value than anything else the Lord has created. Unlike other aspects of his creation, humanity is able to express, though not fully, attributes of God. We are able to love, make wise decisions, lead, and serve, create, walk in holiness, be patient, forgive, and show mercy. Because of the glorious doctrine of Imago Dei, Every single person carries inherent worth and value and must be treated with dignity, care, and respect. Mm. C.S. Lewis wrote, and this is brilliant, There are no ordinary people. You have never talked to a mere mortal. Nations, cultures, art, civilization, these are mortal, and their life is to ours as the life of a gnat. But it is immortals whom we joke with, work with, marry, snub, and exploit, immortal horrors or everlasting splendors. Mm. The video images of Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd are horrific and evil attacks on the image of God. An image bear hunted and trapped in the middle of a street. An image bear handcuffed with a knee on his neck for a nauseating 8 minutes and 46 seconds. Not only are those images horrible, but what they symbolically represent is also horrible. Black men and women have experienced being trapped and pushed down because we must speak for image bearers of God. We must speak against those images. Mm, Really powerful. Really
0: glad that we could take a minute, uh, a couple minutes to go over that. That's Eric Geiger uh, responding. He says, as a white pastor, two concerns from whites about saying too much on race. That'll be up at our Facebook page today uh, and yesterday, our special days here on The Common Good as we are getting to uh, partner with Food for the Poor, to raise money to support kids and feed starving children in Latin America, especially during this COVID-19 pandemic. But for those of you on the podcast, Ian and I still wanted to take some time to reflect upon what's going on in our country right now uh, and what's going on in our own hearts. So you're getting a little bit of a bonus segment here before we jump back into our time with Paul Jacobs from Food for the Poor. So, Ian, uh, you passed on this article from a man by the name of Adrian Parker, called The Black Cost of Silent White Christians. Tell me a little bit more about this.
1: Yeah, let me read a bit here. He says, To my white Christian friends, family, and community, your silence is a vote for the status quo. Your voice speaks loudest when you don't. The debt of slavery in America continues to accrue real and tragic costs paid in deposits of black freedom, black futures, and black lives as interest compounds. Cowardice has a cost, and black America is tired of paying the bill. The Bible teaches us faith without action is dead. That. Loving me, your brother, is one of God's greatest commands. When you see a need, you respond by meeting it. The Bible asserts unity and faith is the very language of God's love. Our allegiance is in him, not our skin, gender, country, or political preference. The Bible shows us that none of us will ever be good enough on our own, that all have sinned, and Jesus' life is the only suitable sacrifice because his blood was the only worthy weapon. The gospel is grounded in the reality of our own fragile thoughts, ideas, and feelings submitting to our creator's original design. When people are hungry, we give them food, not hashtags. Mm. Racism is the only issue we're satisfied to solve with social posts. We wage wars for oil, boldly ask God's blessing as we kill to control another country's resources. We fight for freedoms we never intend to use, defending man-made borders because we can. In America, Christians preach, pray, and protest to protect their way of life before doing the same for an actual life conformity is not a calling even the evils of racism can be redeemed for his glory jesus is not showing up to do the things he already commanded us to do in faith my silence has been selfish and so has yours so i'll stop right there Mm. i'd love to know just how that intro hits you and then we'll get into this next heading here that says racism is not an accident which is equally as hard-hitting but i'd love to know your thoughts so far uh yeah um like a lot of the articles or the pastors that we've talked to
0: it it digs pretty deep at you right like Uh, when people are hungry, we give them food, not hashtags. Uh, Because that's just been one thing I've struggled with through this whole thing is uh, you want to post things, you want to say things, but sometimes you go, well, what's that going to do? Or is that all that we can do? Like, that's kind of this next step. And then you also get afraid of, this is a little bit off subject, but you get a little bit afraid of, like, do I say the right thing or do I say the wrong thing? Hmm. And what do you do? And so it ends up being just kind of, you know what, I'm just going to be silent here. Um, and his point being uh, that, that silence is part of the problem. And so I think mm-hmm. all of us uh, who, who are not African-American in this day, we got we got to figure out what that means. When, when our African-American brothers and sisters are saying, hey, please don't be silent. What does it mean for us not to be silent and to be uh, with them for the long haul, as opposed to
1: making ourselves feel good by tweeting something or Facebook posting something? Right, and that, these are the headings that come next, and it's a long article. We don't have time to get to all of it, but he says racism is not an accident. And then to what you were just saying, he says Jesus was not silent. And then the next heading reads, let me scroll down to it, the good enough gospel. And then lastly, he says middle seat Christians. And it's, it's I'll be honest, it's very, very conflicting. I mean, it, yeah. even as someone who has maybe in the past felt like, oh, I feel like I'm kind of up with a, a lot of at least this – language and the need and i i feel like i'm using the platforms i have Mm -hmm. uh, responsibly but proactively and then and then honestly even just in the last week and a lot of the conversations we've had over the last two days realizing gosh i i don't think i've gone nearly far enough actually and and it's very it's very very hard to suspend your own like defense mechanisms like Mm. but you don't know all the stuff that i've posted in the past and exactly what he's saying like man that i mean good for you for posting yeah that's not Awful, like you were saying, even like the fear of like I don't want to say the wrong thing, so I won't say anything at all. I think a lot of what we're hearing is, uh, we, it's it's time, especially, you know, if you're in if you're in a a white context or you're a white leader, you you know, maybe any kind of position of privilege, maybe now is the time to actually lean in a little bit more. And I think this article does a good job of inviting us to that. Yeah, of all, of all the places, I, it was ESPN where I was. I saw something today. There was an African American
0: commentator. And he was talking and he said, to, he was literally he goes to my white friends. He said, what I've been trying to tell them is uh, when we're talking about racism, don't take it so personally all the time. Like, if you can literally look in the mirror and be like, I've done my best. I haven't done this. And he goes, "Then keep doing what you're doing, but stand with us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, sometimes mm-hmm. he said the worst posture is just to get defensive and go, I don't do that. Right. He's like, we're not saying that every person does that. We're trying to give you a picture of kind of what we face systemically and just in general. Uh, And I thought Mm -hmm. that was really convicting because you do start to feel defensive, right? You start to go, well, I don't do X or I wouldn't do Y. And maybe I would, maybe I wouldn't. Um, And so I found that helpful. But, you know, I also think that it's so important the way this article does is to continue to ground this for people in the gospel uh, and also in the Imago Dei. and, And people need to see the depth as to why this conversation is so important. Uh, regardless yeah. of who you are is so important. And this article, like you said,
1: long convicting uh, but does that really well. Well and one of the things too that I think is important to remember is we tend to think about racism simply as a one to one, right? So right. I'm not a I'm not a Klan member and I'm <laughs> not, you know, I'm not waving a Confederate flag at my porch, so I, I must be good and it fails to address systemic racism of any kind. And I think systemic racism, you know, Walter Wink talks about this in the Powers That Be. He's like it's almost Harder to get at that because it's it's way more ingrained into just the water that we swim in without us noticing. Like it's easy to point out like really overt, blatant. You're like, ugh, yes, we can all together point at that and condemn it and say yeah. that's not that's not right. But the systems though that maybe subtly over time benefit people that look m- more like me or you than people of color. That's harder to get. I'm mean, like I'm listening to a multi part podcast right now on the on the history of race and racism and i'm sure i look like a crazy person because i'm just like weeping on my runs (laughs) like it's so there's so much that i just didn't know about where even these structures and systems came from that has been so challenging and it's it's a little bit like waking up from a dream sort of which is a position of privilege right like oh gosh oh i didn't know this was here i feel like i have black brothers and sisters like we've been telling you it's here like it's it's time to listen so i w- i mean i you mentioned it's long we don't have time to get into the rest of it necessarily but i would encourage you to go to the facebook page and read it i don't know if you want to like read the last bit of it that's sort of like a, a brian Fromm standard trying <laughs> to read the, read the <laughs> final paragraph or two but it i would encourage you to go read the whole thing because it's it's really, really yeah cool. i would just encourage you to go take the time it's long so i will put it up on our facebook page Uh, But we
0: would love to have you read it. Well, coming up next, Paul Jacobs, Food for the Poor. We're excited to have him join us for the rest of the show. Coming up next here on The Common Good, AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. by Paul Jacobs from Food for the Poor as we talk about feeding uh, starving children in Latin America. That's coming up next here on The Common Good. Hello, friends. Welcome to The Common Good here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Alongside Ian Simpkins, my name is Brian Fromm. Glad to have you joining us on this beautiful afternoon. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at the Common Good Radio Show. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Get our podcast wherever it is you get your podcast. Uh, and, Ian, this is always one of our favorite days when we get to be joined by Paul Jacobs again and we get to talk about food for the poor. Uh, really is uh, an organization you and I both very much believe in. That's right and so Paul all the way down in Florida we're staring at your face over zoom but you know the beauty of technology we're all connected uh welcome back man it's great to have you
2: here today no it's great to be here because you know you think about it um You know, we've, we've taken measures to make sure that we're keeping ourselves safe. We're keeping social distancing guidelines in place. But of course, the, the advent of us not being able to be there with you to share this very urgent appeal, uh, is certainly something that's, uh, very tough on our heart, but we would not for any moment, uh, think that we would miss this opportunity to share with you the common good listener that uh, that really has time after time campaign after campaign uh, has come through for these families in just record ways uh, and here we are again families uh, that today we 're asking you to help save children with uh, literally a gift of thirty seven dollars you can provide emergency food. For six months for a child. Just think what would equate to pizza night tomorrow night could save a child for the next six months in Latin America and the Caribbean.
1: Yeah, and a couple ways you can do that. First, you can call 855 901 4673. Again, that's 855 901 4673. Or if you're like me, this is way more my speed 1160hope.com. That's 1160hope.com. And then right at the top, click the red emergency food relief banner. And like Paul was saying, $37, a one-time $37 gift provides emergency food relief for a child for six months. There's another aspect of this, though, that I want to make sure to mention a couple of times, and that's the business benefactor program. Some of you think $37, that's chump change. What could I, could I do more? Well, if you're a business owner, you're a marketing manager, or you want to promote your church, your school, your ministry, then you can become a food for the poor business benefactor. Here's how that works. So for a one-time gift of $1,000, you'll receive 40 one-minute commercials to air right here on AM 1160, Monday through Friday, between 5 a.m. and 8 p.m. This is a great way to promote your business, your ministry, and at the same time, you'll be feeding hungry children. So to become a business benefactor, you can call Jeff at 847-472-8921. Again, that number is 847-472-8921.
2: And if I can interject really quick, let me just share that it's more than just your $1,000 gift. That business Mm -hmm. benefactor gift literally will provide 27 children emergency food. For the next six months. We're grateful to Glenn from Orland Park, who has already started us us off with our first business benefactor. Will you join, Glenn? Mm -hmm. Will you join his business and say yes to 27 children getting emergency food relief in the midst of this just just terrible pandemic that has affected all of us?
0: Yeah. And, Paul, if we could jump in right there. um you know, the, the food shortage situation in Latin American countries, you often talk about Haiti and Guatemala is dire. But now you add on top of it, COVID-19 pandemic. Could you help our audience understand just how dire things are right now?
2: Yes, absolutely. You know, many people have been suffering all over the world uh, as a result of the pandemic, COVID-19. You're talking about loss of jobs, loss of income, loss of life, family members who did not make it uh, when you you really think about it. And we've all been suffering. We've all been going through some of the same anxieties and fears and changing our life completely around. But in places like Haiti, Haiti, where 4.8 million people are already food insecure out of a country of 10 million, you do the math. That that was before COVID-19. Now the informal market is completely shut down. That means that where people would earn a dollar or two a day in the, in the local markets selling their wares or doing some kind of informal job just to earn and make ends meet, that's gone because mm. there's no – due to social distancing and sheltering in place, they have eliminated that. Schools – where children in Haiti get their only meal of the day. Mm-hmm. That has been completely upended and changed, where our right. children would, ha- would literally have to go home, and there's no school on campus, but we've been able to do kind of distance learning, mm-hmm. okay? There's no school. There's no distance learning, and those children right. are cut off from their only meal. And so, quite frankly, we've had partners that have told us that these measures, social distancing, these measures, self-quarantining, in countries like our, here in Haiti, has really equated to a slow death, and so you can be the literally the the pattern interrupter for mm-hmm. that family. You can be the the stopgap with six months of emergency food for just a gift of thirty seven dollars. And I just ask you, how many children can you save right mm-hmm.
1: now, Paul? I, I don't think I've ever thought to ask you this question, but I, you know, we we spent a lot of time talking about like what the need is and like like be a part of the solution. I'd love to know just in your experience with this organization. What have been some of the things that you've heard from people after they've m- made the decision to be a part of it? Like they've, maybe they were on the fence or they were reluctant. They finally made the call. They finally went to the website. Do you hear any of those stories from people that are like, Paul, I'm so glad I finally joined your mission. I'm so glad I finally started to see my resources as something I'm supposed to steward in the world to help save lives. Do you have any experiences with people after they like made the first decision to start giving?
2: I speak with listeners all the time because Mm. I I just want to know what touches their hearts. I speak to the listeners there in in, in Chicagoland uh, on campaigns. And one of the things that has been the common thread out of every person I've talked to is this. Thank you for letting us know that Mm -hmm. this is such a dire need. Mm. Thank you for letting us know that, one, you're acknowledging that we're going through the same way like everyone else in the world. But I did not know that while I waited in line to... Purchase toilet paper. Well, I was limited to buying one or two packages of meat and poultry. That there, there are families that have no toilets in their homes. There are right. families in Guatemala that have no meat to speak of. In fact, there are families that are hanging uh, t- T-shirts and white flags in surrender mm. to poverty and starvation, saying, "Please look at us. We're hungry. There's no food in this home."
0: Hmm. Paul, can you help us again understand how $37, just a one-time gift, actually accomplishes that? That's kind of mind-blowing. Some people might be doubting that it actually does that. How does $37 actually feed a kid for that long?
2: it 's very easy, um, you know since covid nineteen we have had to adjust the way we do things, the way we ship we 've had to severely limit all of the the shipments that we send into country, and we are getting emergency food in to those countries where we can ship into their into uh, our partners for those countries that are shut, shutting down their borders we 've resorted to buying food by to with local Food producers. Mm. So we're keep with your gifts and your donations. We're able to keep local businesses, local food producers open to keep those employees working, give them the opportunity to keep, uh, you know, keep their jobs. And on top of which, we're purchasing food that is going to be distributed to their neighbors. And so right now, we need your help to keep these families. safe, but also Mm -hmm. keep them fed, give these children an opportunity to eat every day just while they're waiting for their curve to flatten. So right now, you can make a difference. And you know, we've got an audio piece that I I was hoping that we could just kind of just share with you really what is happening on the ground with families as you're thinking about making a decision to save a life.
3: Mm. Tonight, the UN is warning that the pandemic is putting the world at risk of widespread famines of biblical proportions.
4: Now, the biggest shortage is food. That surprised me because I thought it would be medicine, it would be this, it would be the other, which we're still sending. But almost every single one of our partners said that food is the greatest need right now. Because can you imagine people who are living less than $2.41, which is the definition of extreme poverty, of destitution, if now they have lost the ability to do whatever they were doing before to earn that $2.41? That is going from from hunger into starvation.
5: This is not animals. This is hungry people. These people are looking just for food. Then we can rather die of coronavirus yes. 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 Than, to, than to die in our homes of hunger.
6: We work with the poorest of the poor. And we also work with those who don't have... The ability to be able to provide adequately for their family. So when a government tells them that they must quarantine for a month, that means widespread famine. That means widespread starvation because these people are living day to day. Millions of civilians living in
0: conflict-scarred nations, including many women and children, face being pushed to the brink of starvation with the specter of famine, A very real and
1: dangerous possibility.
0: So, friends, we're trying to do something about that today. Call 855-901-4673 or go to 1160hope.com and click on the emergency food relief banner. For just a one-time gift of $37, you can provide emergency food relief for a child for six months the question is simple today. How many kids are we going to feed today? How many kids? we we'll are continue to be joined by Paul Jacobs from Food for the Poor here on The Common Good, AM 1160, Hope for Your Life.
4: I know that we're all going through a rough time here in this country, but please understand that for $37, you can feed a starving child for six months. $37. Divide that by the days in six months, which is about 180 days. Think about it. $37 would mean a few
2: cents a day. Please do it. And we're so grateful to thank Earth from Bellwood. $37 got us off to our very first gift today. Grateful and thankful. That is one child, Earth that has provided six months of emergency food. Literally saving that child's life. Now, I'm a- we're asking right now will four of you join Earthheart from Bellwood? Four of you, you and three others with your $37 gift to provide uh, during this pandemic six months of emergency food for a child. How many children can you feed right now? We need your help. You can simply go to 1160hope.com, click the emergency food banner. Inside of three minutes, do like Earthheart did save a child, save three children. How many children can you save? We're Looking for four more of you to join Earthheart, please call or give online right now.
0: That's right. You can go to 855 901 4673. That's 855 901 4673. Or go to 1160hope.com. This is super easy. Right there, you'll see the emergency food relief banner. Click on it, it'll take you two or three minutes. And in that two or three minutes, you can make your $37 gift or multiples of that. to to provide emergency food relief for for a child uh, for six months. And so, Paul, we're being joined by Paul Jacobs from Food for the Poor here on The Common Good. And, Paul, one of the things that's always uh, inspiring to me is to hear a little bit of your story as to why you even care so much and why you... Uh, have a passion for food for the poor. This is more than a job, but a passion. Can you give us just the Reader's Digest version of
2: kind of how God has stirred your heart through this ministry? Uh, Well, you know, it's three points in my life that come up that really weave together the reason uh, outside of the gospel, of course. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. first of all, I was raised by a single parent. I was raised by a single parent working two jobs that uh, and in you know when I was very young my father could not uh, in those two jobs always keep the lights on he could not always uh keep the water running and you know one of my very you know darkest memories was having no water in our home and having to hop the fence to the abandoned house next door to basically fill up a bucket with water so we could flush a toilet, so we could wash my face and go to school, running home from the bus stop at night in order that I could do my homework before the sun went down. There were no lights. Mm. And uh, then, you know, fast forward to the the fact that my family uh, is from Jamaica. Both my parents are from Jamaica, where Food for the Poor originated in 1982, more than 38 years ago. And that has fueled me because I've seen the work that we have done in all of our countries, not just Jamaica, and to recognize how important it is to me that we can turn around to help others from the islands, others from countries where my family hail from. And then it really boils down to my very first trip one year and one month after the earthquake of 2010. It was February of 2011. Mm. And literally my very first trip to Haiti, flying into the airport, seeing all these white and blue buildings from about 5,000 feet. And as you get closer to the runway, you realize those are not buildings. Those are tents everywhere you see. And those tents are gone, and there are a lot more families in homes, but there is poverty like never before. Now, this is all before COVID-19, where there was a food insecurity in community after community in places like Haiti and Guatemala. Now... It is it is literally on the brink of famine. There is a wave of famine in the next few months that is coming with sheltering in place in these countries where these families cannot leave their home to go earn a dollar or two a day. Children are no longer in school because school has been shut down for fear of the virus and they cannot get their only meal of the day, which they depended on so desperately in these schools. And so we're asking you right now that you would help mothers, you would help Children to eat. In fact, there was a mother named Marta that we met in Guatemala. I want you to hear her story. If you're a mom, if you're a parent right now, and ask yourself, what do you pray for for your children? Hmm. When it comes a time and there is no food, how does she help the children get through that when they when their stomachs are are empty?
5: I tell them that today we cannot eat, but uh, another day we will have food. Yeah, We need to work in order to to have food, to put in our plates.
2: What she prays, what does she pray to God
5: for? I ask God for help for my children and to give us bread to have uh, each day something to eat.
2: I, I know your heart has to break for a mom who literally prays not for better food for her children, not for more food for her children. The fact that God has to, she prays that God creates something out of absolutely nothing. There is no Mm. food for her children. And in the midst of this COVID-19 pandemic, it has gotten incredibly worse since I last met Marta, please. We need four of you, you and three others to say yes to this mom, to help feed her child. $37 is all it takes to provide one child food for the next six months, emergency food that's so that they can sa- their lives can be saved. It's simple, go to online to 1160hope.com, click the Red Food for the Poor banner, or call us toll free. Spend the next two minutes before your night gets very busy and save a life, 855-901-4673.
1: Paul, you'd mentioned before you told your story there too, you said, apart from the gospel, obviously. And I imagine there are people listening that are thinking, I actually don't understand how the gospel affects your generosity or affects how I spend my money or how I care about the most vulnerable or most marginalized. Can you unpack that a little bit? What what did you mean by your mission for how you've kind of chosen to live your life uh, being affected and framed by the gospel?
2: You know, it's interesting. Um, I got saved late in life. I was uh, in my late 20s, and and really, um, (laughs) I found myself after... um, my, myself, but, you know, giving, getting saved, realizing how much time was wasted and lost. Mm. But most of all, it was not about the time wasted in my personal life. It was about the time wasted not being able to in, affect others with this beautiful mm. gospel. And now I look at a scripture when I first get hired with Food for the Poor almost every day for months and months and months. It was in James chapter 2, and it says, suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. Mm-hmm. Verse 16, if one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm, be well fed. Because I did that. I said, you know, hey, I hope everything works out for you, brother. Right. God bless you, family. Hope, you're, right. I, hope someone, I hope someone comes to your aid. But does nothing about their physical need. What good is it? So, what was what good is your faith when you stand by and watch this happen? When in fact you could what amounts to pennies a day, interject, be a hero right now. We, we talk about first responders, and we we clap and we get excited because they are putting their lives on the line. I have my sister's a nurse, my brother in law is a f- lieutenant with the fire department. They are every day on putting their lives on the line in the midst of this pandemic. But you right now. With one phone call, with one click of your mouse online, can be that hero, can be that first responder to a child. $37 provides six months of emergency food, and I'm asking you and three others to say yes as a hero Mm -hmm. to these children, or three children, or ten children. Mm -hmm. How many children can you feed right now? Please, go to 1160hope.com. Click that red Food for the Poor banner. And be a first responder. Be a hero right now.
0: Oh, that's a great inspiring way to put it. You can call uh 855-901-4673. So if you're in your you know, if you just got your phone on you right now, don't don't mull it over. Just call. Let's do this. Uh $37 one-time gift, eight five five nine zero one four six seven three or as Paul said, go to 1160hope.com. That's 1160hope.com at the top uh, of that website. You're going to see a red emergency food relief banner. I've got it up on my on my computer right now. You can't miss it. It is obvious. It is right there. Uh, and there again, for a one-time gift of $37, you could provide emergency food relief for a child for six months. Uh, so... Uh, Let's see how many children we can feed. How many kids, as Paul said, can we literally save their lives today? Can we be a hero for uh, today? Call 855-901-4673 or go to 1160hope.com. Click on the emergency food relief banner. We're going to keep talking. We're going to keep hearing these stories and these clips, looking to feed as many kids as we can impacted in Latin America by the COVID-19 pandemic and the emergency for food that's what we're doing all day here on the common good am 1160 hope for your life
6: i can tell you you might think that your 37 dollar gift doesn't go far enough but i can tell you it can change the life of a child and you can rest well knowing that your gift provided food for that child for the next six months
0: Welcome back to The Common Good here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Alongside Ian Simpkins, my name is Brian Fromm. We're glad that you're joining us today. It's a special day today as we continue to be joined by Paul Jacobs. Paul Jacobs is with Food for the Poor. What Food for the Poor does is provide emergency food relief for Latin American countries impacted by COVID-19. Even before COVID-19, there is a uh, a food emergency in these countries. But add on top of that, the COVID-19 pandemic and everything uh, is is in trouble and people are really starving. And Paul, you touched on this in the last segment or two, uh, but speak to the parents about the parents that you that you interact with, the parents in uh, Guatemala and Haiti, what this must be like for them.
2: Oh, it's it's devastating. Um, it's devastating from the perspective of you. You think about the prayers you pray for your children, the things that you hope that your children will n- be shielded from, um, uh, sheltering them in place with multiple generations, maybe in a home, risking the virus. And 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 really, the virus is not the biggest threat. The biggest threat is day after day looking in that child's doughy eyes, beautiful blue, you know, beautiful brown eyes, and saying, "There's no food. Please lay back down." wait your daddy may come back your your mommy is going to go and put a a white towel on our door so someone notices tenemos hambre we are hungry we surrender we are hungry that's that's the pain that these moms go through but it is mm-hmm. interesting because there is also the other side of that which is hope because your gift is resourcing our ministry partners, pastors, local ministries on the ground, in order that they can get to these communities, to these parents who are praying daily. We had a mom that told me, I pray every day that my children can meet, but I ask God every day in my prayer, when God? Will you right now answer that question? Mm-hmm. I want to say a special thank you to two that answered the, co- answered the call just a moment ago online at 1160hope.com. Iwana from Rolling Meadows, $37 gift. God bless you. Thank you, Iwana. Uh, Janice from Plano, Illinois, $37. Thank you. God bless you. Can five more of you join these two and say yes? or say when they will get food because Hmm. just think you're $37 today in our final day with you our last day together on air Um, you're providing that $37 that gives a child six months of emergency food in the midst of this terrible pandemic and you're providing that gift in the name of Jesus to a ministry partner that is going to encourage and build up a parent that has been praying for so long for you to respond
1: Hmm. yeah let me join you in that just a couple of Reminders. It's really easy. It takes just a couple of minutes. Eleven sixty hopecom dot com. Click the emergency food relief banner at the top, or if you're old school, call eight five five nine zero one four six seven three. That's eight five five nine zero one four six seven three. And Paul, I'm looking here at the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Right, a lot of people are familiar with hierarchy of needs there, and I'm realizing that like these first four, most everyone I know has right? The first is being like air, water, food. The second being like safety. The third is like friendship and intimacy and then respect, self-esteem. Most of us are trying to get to the very top, the self-actualization. What you're talking about is the very first rung, like the very baseline, like water, food, shelter, safety. That's that's the need that you're talking about. Can you talk a little bit more about like, man, when that's not taken care of, there's, there's never really any hope to like climb that ladder that until you know where... Foods
2: coming from right? Can you speak to that a little bit more? Oh no, absolutely. Because you know, again, you you go into these communities. We were just in Guatemala earlier this year, prior to COVID, uh, prior to this entire shutdown in March, where we our lives were all upended globally, not just here locally. And every home, family after family, it was the exact same thing. That you know, we <laughs> we appreciate that the fact that you know, you're here but uh, I, I don't have enough money to right. get clean water. I, I do not have a job right. in order to provide my children with food. One uh, particular mom, she actually one mom, single mother, lost her husband when her youngest child was seven months old, special need child. Mm. And she works three jobs. Three jobs. And her two oldest were the only one, two that she could afford to send to school. Now wow. the school is shut down. And her jobs are gone. Mm. Wow. And so now, there is no jobs so that she cannot bring food in for her children and earn a living. She cannot send her two oldest children, f- f- the, you know the education to be able to read and write and have a future. Right. That is tabled to and secondary to having no food at all for the day. And mm. so we're asking you right now. today we're asking you, in our final moments together, on the common good on this show on this program in this station will you save a child during this pandemic that is suffering terribly mm-hmm. with 6 months of emergency food it's only $37 and that gift will provide that 6 months that will provide a stopgap that mm-hmm. gift will literally make you make you the 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 wall or the bridge between starvation mm-hmm. and that child you will literally cut it off and be an oppor- given an opportunity for a mother to have an answer to her prayer. So please, right now, how many children can you save? $37 provides six months of food, emergency food. Please call.
0: Yep. 855-901-4673. That's 855-901-4673. Or go to 1160hope.com and click on the red emergency food relief banner and you can make your $37 gift. Right there online. Paul, I know a lot of people when they're thinking about what to give to an organizations, they think to themselves, you know, uh, is the money really going to get to the kids or is this going to sure. go to some administrative somewhere? Could you speak to us about food for the poor?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Food for the Poor. i um, been ministering to uh, our, the poorest of the poorest for more than 38 years. We're not going anywhere. We're, we're going to still w- walk in this for the next 38. Uh, and I pray that I'm part of it <laughs> for the next 38 as well. And because um, we work hand in hand with local ministries, you know, we could not do what we do apart from the gospel and the ministry partners that are well vetted in the countries where we serve, because that's really the strength of how we are able to do this. Food for the Poor, as an example, working in Haiti. We have an office in Port au Prince, but uh, the country of Haiti is almost the size of the state of Tennessee. And how do you distribute with just about uh, 200 employees? You have the local churches, your arm to these regional food centers, to these communities in these far reaching areas where we can't reach, but the pastors in that community can mm-hmm. reach with emergency see food. And so you're resourcing pastors. You're mm-hmm. resourcing an organization that has perfected the relationship with the local church on the ground for more than 38 years. In fact, i just tell you one quick thing is that when, when we saw the, 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 the caravans of families leaving Venezuela in the midst of that horrific uh, just upheaval of that country mm-hmm. last year, Who was really the first to respond was the local church, a ministry called Minuto Minuto de Dios, which has been operating for 60 years in Colombia. And so Food for the Poor immediately working since 2014 in Colombia on a a formal basis, partnered with a very strong ministry. And so that's just one example of many that we have been doing uh, in these last 38 years. And so you can be rest assured that not only is your gift going to save a life, but it's also going to resource pastors and the gospel message mm. through food, emergency mm. food, will make it to the ears and to the bellies and to the hearts of these children.
1: Yeah, mm. I kind of want to like employ our audience specifically, because this is the kind of stuff that we talk about on the show all the time, like the common good. You don't even need to be a Jesus person or a Bible person to know, man, people starving on my watch, not okay. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're listening right now, you're like, I don't buy your theological argument and I'm not interested <laughs> in joining a church, but people starving, like you were saying, Paul, even geographically, as close to us as Haiti right. is, that that is a call that we've made multiple times on this show in multiple ways. Man, just caring for people. And there's a couple of ways you can do it. You can call 855-901-4673. That's 855-901-4673. Or you can go right now, 1160hope.com, and just click that emergency food relief banner at the top.
0: Yep, and so that's what we're doing today. We're trying to raise as much money as possible uh, not for an organization, for the sake of the organization, but for kids, for kids uh, who need uh, our help. The, otherwise, will, they will not have food. So for just $37, you could provide emergency food relief for a child for six months. So as we're at commercial, we go ahead and make that call 855 Or go to 1160hope.com and click on the emergency food relief. We're going to continue to be joined by Paul Jacobs from Food for the Poor. This is The Common Good, AM 1160, hope for your life.
2: For
4: your and her kids living in Haiti, getting food on a normal day is hard.
5: I don't always eat. Sometimes I'll go the entire day without finding anything. Sometimes two days and then maybe the next day in the afternoon someone will give me something.
0: But now in the face of the coronavirus, feeding her children is nearly impossible.
5: Sometimes when I don't have anything to give them, they'll cry and tell me they're hungry and I have to tell them that I don't have
2: anything. is with Food for the Poor.
4: I know that we're all going through a rough time here in this country, but please understand that for $37, you can feed a starving child for six months. $37. Divide that by the days in six months, which is about 180 days. Think about it. $37 would mean a few cents a day. Please do it.
2: Many people are suffering all over the world, just like they are in Chicago or Arlington Heights or Bellwood. Um, We've all had the same anxieties and the same fears, just like this mom, Nurlon, that we met in Haiti. And so we're asking you, with your common understanding of how life can be completely upended, whether you've lost a job, you've lost income, or maybe you've lost a loved one, a friend or a family member, But these families in Haiti and Guatemala, Latin America and the Caribbean, they are still going through in just tragic ways in this pandemic. And so we're asking you right now for $37 today in these last final moments we're together. Will you help save a child Mm -hmm. providing emergency food for the next six months? You can do it by going online, 1160hope.com, clicking the Food for the Poor banner. Can't miss it. Or you call us toll-free right now, 855-901-4673. Will you join us right now? I'm asking five of you to say yes. You and four others to say yes to these families who need your help right now. Absolutely. And so you can
0: do that again at 855-901-4673 or at 1160hope.com by clicking on the emergency food relief banner. And, Paul, uh, you and I were talking a little bit off air about one of the good things that we have Uh, even in our country amidst the COVID-19 pandemic, is we have often lots of safety nets, churches, hopefully, organizations. um, But that just doesn't exist in these countries and makes it so much more dire. So I want to listen to a piece of audio and then maybe you could talk a little bit more about the lack of safety nets. Why don't we listen to that? Marcus Frisch is
6: Project's director with Food for the Poor. We work with the poorest of the poor, and we also work with those who don't have the ability on a normal day to be able to provide adequately for their family. So when a government tells them that they must quarantine for a month, that means widespread famine. That means widespread starvation, because these people are living day to day. In this country, we're fortunate enough to have resources, we're fortunate enough to have unemployment, we're fortunate enough to receive a stimulus, but the poor don't have anything. And that is why your generous gift is so important right
5: now.
2: I can assure you that some, uh, really all of you listening who have been affected by this pandemic, COVID-19, you can point some direction, whether it was your local church, whether it was an organization uh, in your community, a school. Um, some civic organization that is uniquely set up to respond to the needs. I've, I've seen athletes, you know, these, these athletes and actors and, uh, celebrities that have come out in just, re- just amazing ways, uh, that have said, we're going to respond into the community. I've seen large organizations have their executives come out and say, we're going to take care of our own. But in the countries that we're serving, the countries we're representing right now on this campaign, in these final moments in our final day with you, um, <laughs> they don't have those safety nets. There right. is no uh, there is, there's no stimulus package to speak of. There is no uh, emergency uh, fund that the government is just dolling out to all of these families. No, there's you. There's the local church on the ground that is – praying for you right now. And with your gift today of $37, you will effectively have provided six months of emergency food relief for a child who is starving in the midst of this pandemic. And so we're asking you a very simple question at this absolute last few moments that we're together with you is, how many children can you save right now? Yeah, again, that number
1: is 855 901 four six seven three eight five five nine zero one four six seven three and maybe you're thinking Ian, I can't think of the last time I made a phone call that's okay. we got you covered. <laughs> you can also go to 1160hope.com that's 1160hope.com and right at the top there's an emergency food relief banner click it it takes less than three minutes and Paul is just listening to you talk and reminding me of something I remember hearing a pastor tell me years ago I was in my teenage years and he said, I remember praying to God God, why are there hurting people in the world? And it felt he said he felt like God responded. I was going to ask you the same thing. Hmm. So often there's just like God. There's hunger in the world. There's injustice. Wow. Why don't you do something? And God's responding, saying, uh, "I did do something. I made you. Like this. This is what it means to be an image bearer, to be a Christ follower in the world. Can you speak to that a little more about how this? This is our responsibility. If you're hearing this right now, you're you're included in that.
2: Yes, absolutely. You know, the, the, the children that we meet on these trips when we visit, um the the ministry partners, the the families, every home that I've ever visited, I I can recall almost all of them vividly. I can tell you that when I hug those moms their tears still stain my shirt. Mm. I can hear the the cooing of the baby that may have a little breast milk from mom, but that's it. And then, of course, the older children have nothing. I can still recall the look on the father's face of shame, guilt. I've seen that look. I've seen it in the eyes of my own father when he struggled and could Mm -hmm. not provide. And I can remember leaving there and saying, not, no, no. I, I can't just look away anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't not see this anymore. And so you can't unhear the stories of these families, Marta who prays for daily food, or Irma who, in the midst of losing all three of her jobs, that she needed to put a few, you know, a few things on the table for her children to eat, and her children's school where they get their only meal, literally shutting down. I, you can't walk away and say, "I hope someone else." Yeah. No, that that. That's you. That's you right now. And so I'm asking you, would you set at your table tonight one place setting extra with just $37 by making a Mm -hmm. phone call? Maybe five children. We've had gifts of 10 children being saved. It's only $37 to provide a child with emergency food relief for the next six months just to get these families through this emergency and pandemic.
0: Yeah. And, Paul, with, like, the last minute we have left in this hour... I'm wondering what impact it's had on your own kids as they've probably grown up or at least in the last couple of years have heard about this. And I'm sure your family supports. What impact has this had on your family?
2: Uh, we've become more generous as a family. Mm -hmm. We've come together and and literally uh, they have understood uh, that there are more people than just our four no more. Our walls have expanded because of the work that I do with Food for the Poor. And they see it and I hear me talk about it. And I ask you right now to teach your children the greatest lesson you could ever teach them. And that is stewardship beyond your front doormat. Yep,
0: so you can do that at 855-901-4673. That's 855-901-4673. Also, you can go to the 1160hope.com. Go to 1160hope.com, and there you'll find the red emergency food relief banner. It's right there at the top. Uh, You can't miss it. For $37, a one-time gift, not $37 a month, but a one-time gift of $37, you can provide emergency food relief for a child for six months. So get on your phone. Uh, Get uh, online at 1160hope.com. Let's feed as many children as possible. We're going to continue talking to Paul Jacobs from Food for the Poor. You're listening here to The Common Good, AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Coming up this hour, we're going to be joined the entire hour by Paul Jacobs from Food for the Poor as we continue to look to feed starving children in Latin America. That's coming up next year on The Common Good. to The Common Good on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Alongside Ian Simpkins, my name is Brian Fromm. We are really grateful to have you joining us on this Thursday afternoon. Uh, You can always find our show on Facebook at The Common Good Radio Show. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Also our podcast, wherever it is you get your podcast. But today and yesterday... Uh, We're doing something a little bit different. We are partnering with uh, an organization that we love and we are excited about uh, called Food for the Poor. And with that in mind, Paul Jacobs continues to join us from Food for the Poor. Paul, first of all, thank you for taking the time to do this. And then why don't you remind people or people who are just tuning in now, what are we trying to do today?
2: Yeah, you know, no, it's great to be here with you, and I just want to I just th- tell you thank you. All of you, thank you. Uh, especially, we just got a couple gifts from Henry from Downers Grove. Nice. Thank you, Henry. Woo. Ben from Glenview. James from Bartlett. God bless you. Thank you yes. for joining us today. What they have done and what we're asking you to do is to identify with the people that are suffering around the world, just like you. In the midst of this pandemic that has been going on for months, and they have the same anxieties, the same fears, except today we're asking, will you save a child suffering in the midst of this pandemic with six months of emergency food for just $37. That $37 will get in front of that child immediately. Mm. Six months of emergency food that that child will not starve while they're waiting for their own curve to flatten. But we have some great news today, gentlemen. I want to tell you, I'm so excited. Um, We're here in the midst of our final hour, our final moments together. And we have a ministry partner that has agreed that every gift will be matched. Mm. Yes. That gift will be matched. There is an unlimited match right now. So I'm asking you, how many children can you save? Because each one of you who give this hour our final moments together, our final and last opportunity for you to give, <laughs> that gift will be matched. Please that's, call. That's awesome so,
1: news. So just a reminder, yeah, eight five five nine zero one four six seven three. That's 855, write it down, <laughs> 901, write that down, 4673. Or you can go to 1160hope.com. We mentioned that website every single day on a show, 1160hope.com. Click the emergency food relief banner at the top. You can't miss it. Some of you might be thinking, well, I don't I don't have all day. It probably takes like three hours to fill out all the four- – no, it's like three minutes, probably less. And as Paul mentioned just a second ago, which is amazing, every dollar will be matched. A one-time $37 gift provides emergency food relief for one child, but now for two children for mm-hmm. six months. And so as you were saying – even before the pandemic, this was a massive need. But now, in the midst of a pandemic, where a lot of us are like, it is still a very legitimate fear and worry. But I was mentioning yesterday, I have a deep freezer in my garage where I can, like, load up a couple extra frozen pizzas. Like, we can afford to stay in our house. To And you were saying, Paul, yesterday, that those conditions are not that way globally. And we're most certainly talking about people that don't have the same types of freedoms. Can you paint a little more a picture of what, what that actually looks like to be – in a pandemic right now.
2: Yes, Haiti has gone through uh, probably some of the most uh, traumatic as, um, situations really in these last couple of years. The poorest country in this hemisphere, uh, un, you know, without question. And before this pandemic, 4.8 million people, mm-hmm. 4.6 million people in extreme poverty suffering from food insecurity. And now with the active spread of the virus, a new crisis has emerged. we talk about four, just, just take a pause for a moment. 4.6 out of 10 million people, mm. food insecure. And now since the, the, this crisis has arisen has ero- in Haiti, that has just literally ext- is expanded. And now they're talking famine. Famine just an hour and a half away from our shores. But with one call. Your thirty-seven dollars today will save a child in Haiti, providing them emergency food relief for the next six months, literally keeping them at death's—you know—keeping them from death's door. Absolutely,
0: Uh, Paul. People might be thinking, you know, in in our country. Uh, If there was this much need and this much starvation and this much um, craziness going on, the government would step in and do something right. The government would do something. Why not in Haiti? Why not in Guatemala? Why isn't the government stepping in and making sure that nobody goes hungry?
2: Yeah, they just don't have the abilities to do so. Mm-hmm. Their government has no ability at the the the, the hospitals have are, are really overrun with uh, cases, coronavirus cases, and they're not set up. They do not have the infrastructure for that. They do not have the finances or the monies to be able to take care of them, or else they would have. And so in comes Food for the Poor, who has been ministering in these countries for the better part of 38 plus years. And with our hand in hand with our ministry partners, no government entanglements, mm-hmm. more than... 95% of all of our gifts and donations, including gifts and kind, go directly to the programs. And we have amped up our efforts because this we, we've gone from really a development stage to a release stage just so that we can get these children the food that they need to survive yet another day. But we need your help to do that. Mm-hmm. And remember, friends, this is our final moment. Your Final moments to really an opportunity to really save a life because, um, you know, we're not going to be here for long. We're going to be here on this program and, and that's it. We're done. We've got to move on and, and mm-hmm. uh, literally turn around and get this emergency food. But we need your help and know that this, this hour, this moment right now, mm-hmm. every gift is being matched. So your gift is being matched no matter what size gift you give you're thirty $37 or maybe you can save 10 children. Ten children. When you give that gift, it will be matched, saving twice as many. Mm.
1: So you just said every dollar amount. So does that also apply to the $1,000 business benefactor, Paul?
2: It it absolutely does. If you're a business right now and you Um, give that uh, $1,000, that's 54 children that will have food for the next six months.
1: Okay. So if you're wondering what that actually is, it's actually, I think… A remarkable thing we're doing. If you're a business owner, a marketing manager, or you just want to promote your church or ministry, maybe this is something you want to gift to your church right now. You could you could do that too for a one time gift of a thousand dollars. Here's what you'll get: not only Paul, like you said, it'll feed 54 kids for six months, but you'll also receive 40 one minute commercials to air right here on AM 1160, and it's not during like those midnight, you know, twilight hours that no one's listening. It's Monday through Friday between 5 a.m and 8 p.m. This is a great way not only to promote a business or ministry, but to to feed hungry kids. So to become a business benefactor, get your pen ready. You can call our GM Jeff at 847-472-8921. That's 847-472-8921. And Paul, you were just mentioning a little earlier about the relational component about how you partner with churches on the ground. Can you talk to us a little bit more about how that actually works?
2: Absolutely, food for the poor cannot do what it does all by itself. Our, we depend on our ministry partners on the ground who have far reaches into communities that we cannot get to. Uh, you're talking about a country like, uh, like Guatemala that is almost the size of Ohio, uh, with about you know 13 million people. How in the world will our mm. you know will we as an organization uh, of a few hundred be able to reach all of those people? Well, it's through ministries across the country. It's through mm. our ministry partners that have relationships in these communities. Many of the pastors live in the communities where your gifts are going to feed those same children. And if you're thinking to yourself, well, how does it differ what I've been experiencing, my experience in the midst of this pandemic, Hmm. to a family, the average family in Haiti, Guatemala, Honduras? I want you to just listen to our Food for the Poor Projects director, Marcus Frisch, as he shares what is resulting from the food crisis in our countries.
3: Mammals of biblical proportions. The coronavirus has upended the global economy and supply chains with nations under lockdown. So, what does it mean for food supplies?
2: The COVID 19 pandemic is having a devastating effect all around the world, and not just in terms of the illness. It's also creating widespread food shortages.
3: An estimated 135 million people face starvation, and that could double to 265 million by the end of the year. In many countries,
1: families that are already hungry will soon be
4: facing starvation and famine. Marcus Frisch is Projects Director with Food for the Poor.
6: We work with the poorest of the poor, and we also work with those who don't have the ability on a normal day to be able to provide adequately for their family so when a government tells them that they must quarantine for a month that means widespread famine that means widespread starvation because these people are living day to day
0: and that's what we're trying to do today people we're trying to be part of the solution your one-time 37 dollar gift can provide emergency food relief for a child for six months, but this hour that's being matched. And so double that and you are feeding two kids for six months and any you can give as much as you want. 855-901-4673 or go to 1160hope.com and click on the emergency food relief banner. Uh, We're going to continue to talk with Paul Jacobs from Food for the Poor. You're listening to The Common Good here on AM 1160. Hope for your life.
4: I know that we're all going through a rough time here in this country, but please understand that for $37, you can feed a starving child for six months. $37. Divide that by the days in six months, which is about 180 days. Think about it. $37 $37 would mean a few cents a day. Please do it.
0: Welcome back to The Common Good here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Alongside Ian Simpkins, my name is Brian Fromm, and what you hear there is uh, audio uh, to get us thinking. We're being joined by Food for the Poor right now, uh, and we are trying to provide emergency food relief for Latin American countries that have been impacted so greatly by the COVID-19 crisis. gift will provide emergency food relief for a child for six months. Not $37 a month but one time $37 gift and now for this hour we're matching. We've got somebody who's going to match that uh, and uh, there's no reason not to call or not to click on 1160hope.com You can call at 855-901-4673 or go to 1160hope.com and click on the emergency food relief. We've been joined for the last two days by Paul Jacobs. Uh, we're going to go to the closer here. We're going to go uh, to somebody else. <laughs> and so we are ju- we are pleased to be joined from Food for the Poor by Anitra Parmalee. Anitra, thank you so much for taking over and joining us this segment. Uh,
3: well, it wasn't really a, a takeover. <laughs> Paul is graciously <laughs> sharing the microphone. But the situation that we have come to to share it takes your breath away. I mm. loved how you you reiterated that it's $37 as a one-time gift yeah. because that is an extraordinary fact that they, that can feed a child for 6 months. But it is an extraordinary situation we're hearing from our friends on the ground that the the situation is dire. It's heartbreaking. Schools are closed. The open air markets where a lot of these parents not only work but also purchase their food, are closed. The roads are blocked. Mm. Access to food is cut off. Access to food is cut off. We were talking about this is an essential. I mean, this is necessary Mm. for life tomorrow. I think because it's something we may not be familiar with, it is an extraordinary challenge even for our minds to wrap around that. Mm. We're hearing stories of even middle-class families who in the past, before COVID, were able to provide for their children. And now they're begging in the streets because as a parent, you know, you'll do anything for your child. Mm. There's no shame. There's no pride right. when you go outside and say, not for myself. As a parent, you'll, you'll step back. Give me something for my children. Because of Food for the Poor's experience in these countries, we're able to partner with ministries on the ground that are providing emergency food baskets. Mm. They're boxes, bags, baskets full of nutritious goods that are providing for a child food for the next six months. That's on the other side of Mm. your gift of $37. So a mother who was begging in the streets is suddenly shouting with joy, mm. praising God mm. because of you. She may never know your name, but you are changing her day today. She woke up this morning crying out to God for just enough food for the day. You're $37 providing food security for her and her child for the next six months.
1: Monitra, are you sure you're not a preacher? I feel like you just took us to church. You just took us to church. I want to get you in a pulpit right now. My goodness, I'm like standing up on my chair right now. And you were mentioning so, like, I'm a, I'm new to this parenthood thing. My eldest is only a, a two and a half year old, and he's he's pretty picky actually. Like, and it's you know, my wife is with him throughout the day while I'm working, and like, oh, he doesn't eat that type of raisin. I'm like that type of rate. Like, it baffles me. I grew up in a huge family. There was no such thing as picky. But when you were just talking about. Access, I thought back to the beginning of this pandemic here and how everyone was freaking out that, oh, no, Target's going to close two hours earlier than normal or the lines might take a little bit longer or S- in some cases a lot bit longer. But the reality still is Target's less than a mile from my house and I have a car to get there and I might have to wait in line an hour longer or go an hour earlier. And we were all panicked what you're talking about the level of access or inaccessibility is something that like a lot of us have never even Mm -hmm. never even experienced anything close to that a little bit could you talk a little bit more about how food for the poor is actually helping bridge that gap a gap that a lot of us have a hard time even conceiving of
3: well it's that lack of understanding that is the reason i'm here Mm -hmm. it's not to guilt you Right. It's to it's to stir up gratitude within you That's when good. you give your gift at eleven sixty or eleven sixty hope dot com. You have a chance to leave a comment, and I love the comments of, of a mother saying, mm. "I God has blessed me. I'm able to provide for my two children. Mm. I want to bless another two children. Mm. God, my sister has seven children. She cheated, had triplets. And <laughs> they came as a litter, but we are saying." that this is a story that I'm sharing. It's not a coincidence that you're listening. Mm -hmm. It's not a coincidence that your heart is tugged. Right now, not the past, not what you didn't know, but right now, hear these stories and ask, are you you asking me to be a part of it? And the answer is yes. Your Mm. gift is going to be matched. So if, like me, you need every dollar to do the most good possible, your gift could never go farther than right now, and just the gift of generosity. We're made in the image of God, and he is a giver God. And hmm. so we model him. That it's a gratitude that hmm. I'm asking you to tap into, yeah. not a guilt. It's, oh, I've got a, a deep freeze, and I've got so much food, and there's a, a family in Haiti. Living in South Florida, I don't have to ask who my neighbor is. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. who they are. Right. And I know now because I've stood on a hillside and hugged a mother and said, you are not forgotten by God and mm. you are not forgotten by God's people. Mm. So that's the invitation. I invite you mm-hmm. to step into generosity. I invite you to step into the mother's life and to say, the spirit of God has sent me to remind you you're not forgotten. Even in this deserted, desolate area known as Kylie, mm. you that are preach. not forgotten.
0: Great yeah. Anitra, I, like we asked Paul in the first hour, what's uh, your food for the poor story? Why why the passion? And uh, why, why is this something that you just really want to be a part of?
3: Because I want to – I'm a storyteller. Yeah. So I want to replicate myself. Obviously, when I stand in front of a mother and she says, I haven't eaten for two days and I may not eat today mm. and there's little chance that I'll eat tomorrow or – a mother goes and pulls leaves from the tree just to provide something to put into her children 's belly i 'm one person, and obviously I grab my phone I, I look for my cash app
5: I, <laughs> I go
3: in my wallet i 'm taking out the money but there is in the economy of God I can come back and i can I can replicate myself I can double and triple and multiply by exponentially the impact that your gift can have. Mm-hmm. As you hear this, suddenly it's not just me. It's not the five of us. It's 10, yeah. 15. Mm-hmm. It's that part in the movie where the everything looks dire and that one person stands up mm-hmm. and then they're joined and they're joined. That's what we're asking you to be a part of.
0: Oh, Anitra, it's so good to hear from you. Uh, we're uh, with Food for the Poor. And you can make a difference in a child's life. You could help uh, save a starving child. And that might seem overdramatic. It's not. Uh, It it is that dire in these Latin American countries like Haiti and Guatemala. $37 gift, a one time gift, uh, will provide food relief for a child for six months. But this hour, that's being doubled, that's being matched. And so uh, if you haven't given yet, now's the perfect time. Call 855 901 4673. That's 855-901-4673, or go to 1160hope.com and click on the emergency food relief banner, and there you can give online. We're here with uh, both Paul and Anita for Food for the Poor. They're going to continue to join us for the rest of this hour. Go ahead and give. Let's see how many kids we could provide food for. You're listening to The Common Good. AM 1160. Hope for your life. What are the children eating today?
5: Mm, only tomatoes with uh, tortilla.
2: Are they still hungry?
5: Right now, they are hungry. They want food, and we don't have money enough to get to the whole week.
2: How does it make her feel when she can't feed her children?
5: Sometimes I get in my room by myself and I cry. I wonder how can I make their life better and have more money in order to give them food. I don't want my sons and my daughters to suffer. Welcome
0: back to The Common Good on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Alongside Ian Simpkins, my name is Brian Fromm. And yesterday and today, we have the distinct honor to... Uh, partner with an organization we believe strongly in called Food for the Poor, trying to provide emergency food relief for Latin American countries impacted by the COVID-19 pandemics. Let me give you some of the particulars for a one-time $37 gift, not monthly, but a one-time $37 gift that provides emergency food relief for a child for six months. That might sound unbelievable, but this hour, that donation is getting matched. So it's even double the impact of what you can have. You can do that. At 855-901-4673 or go to 1160hope.com and there you can click on the emergency food relief banner. In this segment, we're joined again by Anitra Parmalee. And Anitra, as I was listening to the to the audio as we were coming back, I just can't fathom as a dad or as a mom... Seeing your child in just starving and, and literally not being able to do anything about it. It's one of the most heartbreaking things I could ever think of.
3: And the hopelessness yeah. that yeah. comes over a mother, a father, when they realize there is nothing you can do. I think right. we live with the sense, well, if I up my game, if I utilize this network, if I do something, there's an if then that we've become accustomed mm-hmm. to. If I make somebody aware of the need, well, that's why I'm here because the countries we serve, food access has been cut off. Mm. We met Yolanda Merina uh, before COVID hit. Mm. She still had the opportunity to make a dollar or two a day. That's been that's been taken from her. Mm. So even as we talk about the hopelessness of a mother, I want to encourage you that you can turn that hopelessness to hope. You can turn that despair to joy. Your gift of $37 rescues a child six months of life-saving food. Hmm. One-time gift of $37 in exchange for six months of food. Hmm. That sounds like an exchange that you might be willing to make right now. It's our our last hour together. We're in the last few moments. And right now, because of the generosity of a donor to Food for the Poor, your gift is going to be matched. It's going to go twice as far. Mm. But we need to hear from you right now. You and four others grabbing your phone. If you want to talk to somebody, 855-901-4673, 855-901-4673, or... Easy as and convenient, 1160hope.com, a couple clicks. And then it's so fun to hear uh, people say, and then I had a grin all day long mm-hmm. because my ordinary Thursday became extraordinary. <laughs> right. When I next saw food, I grinned mm-hmm. thinking I was able to be a part of what God was doing in a country, in a family, in a situation that I didn't feel like I could act on
1: and i want to just remind them of the phone number again 855 901 4673 that's 855 901 4673 or go to 1160hope.com and click the emergency food relief anitra i'm a little embarrassed to admit how many times i've spent 37 dollars without even thinking about it <laughs> uh, yeah. to be honest like i realize that we're making this ask right now and we're letting everyone know that it's being matched which is is incredible that's a remarkable thing that we get to be a part of but how easily $37 goes towards gas or a Hulu and a Netflix subscription or, you know, these things that we, I think, sometimes take for granted. And you were mentioning last segment how our generosity is a reflection of God's generosity. Like the most famous passage in all of Scripture, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave. Like we are made in the image and likeness of a generous God. So our our giving is a reflex of his generosity to us. I just thought of this passage, too, by the way, in in 1 Timothy 6, and, and Paul is speaking to a young Timothy. He says, Command those who are rich in this present world, which, by the way, is us, not to be arrogant or put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way... They'll lay up treasures for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age, and this is my favorite part, so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. That's that grinning ear-to-ear thing you're talking about, that actually (laughs) when we give, that's where real life is found, to take hold of the life that is truly life. Can you talk a little bit more about how giving and how generosity has actually been that in your own life or in the lives of the people that you've experienced that with?
3: It makes me laugh that you reference that verse because that is my anchor verse. Love it. Because I love it. There's, a, there's an element of delight. I, mm-hmm. yeah. I believe in a God who delights, who rejoices mm-hmm. over us with singing. He doesn't come with guilt. I mean, how often right. have you heard pastors talk about the difference between condemnation and mm-hmm. conviction? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I'm not here to, to say, oh, you know, you have spent your $37 inappropriately and people are starving. I'm here to share a story Mm -hmm. behind the headlines behind the statistics there is a single mother there is a child there is a story and now that you're aware of them no guilt involved i'm just saying can you be a part of it Mm -hmm. can you pray for them can you make a gift can you tell others what what part of this story that god is inviting you to be a part of so that you can experience life. We have all seen that. When you're obedient and you speak words of hope to somebody, when you're obedient and you give a gift anonymously, when you're obedient and you change the life of a child with your gift of $37 – I'm embarrassed to say Mm -hmm. the blessing comes to you because you are part of what he's doing. You're part of a story that he is telling around the globe. That's what we're inviting you to be a part of. When you grab your phone, dial 855-901-4673, 855-901-4673, or just grab your phone and click on 1160hope.com, couple clicks, safe, convenient, Mm -hmm. your gift of $37.00 providing the child six months of food.
0: Anitra, uh, I'm taking notes right now from my own preaching. Just a condemnation. for. Okay, that's good. That's a good one. Uh, (laughs) With like the last minute or so we have in this segment, can you remind people who just might be tuning in and haven't heard from earlier how big of a deal this is right now because of COVID-19?
3: Well, we all understand that access to people, to relationships, to shopping, to your everyday has been cut off. We get that, but... I want to invite you to be in a country like Haiti, and all of a sudden, access to food that maybe came once every two or three days has been cut off. Mm. Access to food has been cut off. Schools are closed where your child got their one meal. The open-air market where you sold your wares for a dollar a day Mm. is shut. The roads have been cut off. The governments are actually blocking roads just for the safety of their people. But Food for the Poor is able to, because I think of it as a chain of grace. Yeah. You know, so we're able, you give your gift of $37. We partner with the ministry on the ground. They get the basket to the parent, and the parent gets it to the child, and food is provided for six months. Yeah.
0: And that's what you can do right now. We're inviting you really, as Anitra said, this is an invitation. This isn't a Mm -hmm. guilt trip. This is not a condemnation. This is an invitation uh, to give at just $37 one-time gift for emergency food relief for a child for six months. And right now, that gift due to someone else's generosity is being matched. So your $37 is going to bring with it another $37. Uh, And so think of all the kids That can be helped that way. You can do that in two ways, 855-901-4673. That's Mm -hmm. 855-901-4673. Or go to 1160hope.com, and there you'll see the emergency food relief banner. You can click on that, and you'll be able to very quickly Uh, give. It's very easy to do. Well, we've got one more segment with our friends here from Food for the Poor. Let's feed as many children as we can in these last minutes together. Uh, You are listening to The Common Good. AIM 1160. Hope for your life.
6: This virus is threatening to amplify the effects of this poverty. These families were living day to day, and now they have no means to be able to provide from their family. Before there were meager means, and now there are no means whatsoever. And they cannot rely upon their governments. They can only rely on donors. And the people risking their lives every single day are partners to bring this life-saving care package to the families
2: and today on our Day of Hope, our final moments together, really your last opportunity to uh, to extend a hand, to extend a prayer, to extend your heart, open your hearts in your homes, and your, your giving to a family that has, like you, suffered the same fears and anxieties and some of the same challenges that has been going on globally. The only difference is that these families sheltering in place have no jobs. Their schools are closed, and then those children who went to those Schools who got their only meal of the day have been left at home with absolutely nothing, and a mother looking at those hungry children and saying, Yet another day, maybe tomorrow. Will you join us on our final moments together? Will you join us as we wrap up really this last hour and today Mm. asking you to save a child suffering in the midst of this pandemic with six months of emergency food for just thirty seven dollars with your last opportunity right now? Can I encourage five of you, you and four others that their hearts are your hearts are touched? Your hearts have been softened and and shaped by this common bond that we share that is this coronavirus pandemic. Mm. Please, with the moments, final moments we have together, go to 1160hope.com, click the Food for the Poor banner, and inside of three minutes, your $37 gift can save one child. But remember, for these last few moments, every gift is being matched, or you can call us toll-free, 855-901-4673. And then remind you, one other
0: uh, way that you can give that the radio station has set up is this way. It's called the Business Benefactor Program. If you're a business owner, you're a marketing manager, or you just want to promote your church, your school, your ministry, you can become a food for the poor business benefactor. Here's how it works. For a one-time gift of $1,000, you are going to receive 40 one-minute commercials to air on AM 1160, Monday through Friday between 5 a.m. and 8 p.m. It's a great way to promote your business or ministry. And at the same time, you're going to feed hungry children. And that as well uh, is getting doubled. It's getting matched, I should Mm -hmm. say, during this hour. So what better way for your business uh, to feed and literally save the lives of hungry kids? So here's what you can do to become a business benefactor. Call our general manager, Jeff, at 847-472-8921. Again, that's 847-472. Four seven two, eight nine two one. And Paul, with the last couple minutes that we have left, um, can you speak to, uh, of the church in Latin America right now? Guatemala, Haiti—that's uh, they've got to be feeling such a strain right now, in the midst of the COVID nineteen pandemic as well.
2: Now more than ever, both of you are pastors, and you can identify that since these last few months, even though you are sheltering in place, even though you're maybe live streaming services, more Zoom call meetings (laughs) with your staff, you are still doing the work on the ground with your congregants, the families in the communities, in the church. It doesn't stop. And now you add to that these pastors in Guatemala, in Honduras, in Nicaragua, in Haiti, in Jamaica, they live amongst the people. They are living in these same communities where they minister, where we through your generosity and your gifts are resourcing them with packets, food packets, food baskets so that they can go into these far-reaching communities, risking their own health uh, and contracting the virus themselves because Mm. they cannot shelter in place. They have to be the distribution points. Well, we need to honor those heroes, those first responders, those pastors and individuals that are partnering with your loving gift to make sure that these children do not go another day. Please, friends, with your last, last moments together, our last moments to say yes to a child, will you please today, right now, step into a child's life with a gift of $37, providing six months of emergency food relief. I want to say thank you to Daniel from Arlington Heights, just came on board. Thank you, Daniel. Uh, Grace from Chicago. Thank you very much. Brian from Downers Grove, all of them giving just in these last few moments. We are really down to your last opportunity to give, and we're looking forward For five of you, you and four others, your gift of $37 provides one child food for six months, emergency food. How many children can you save? And remember, every gift in these few moments are being matched.
1: That's right. And again, that number is 855-901-4673, 855-901-4673. Or if you're like me, prefer kind of a digital option, 1160hope.com. Just click that emergency food relief banner at the top. In fact, if you're doing that, share it on social media. Retweet it. Let's make this go viral. Make make it known from the very end of the earth that we're saving kids' lives. And Anitra, not surprisingly, was actually preaching during the commercial break, too. And she said something <laughs> that reminded me about how it, it is the sort of upside-down way of Jesus that actually when we give, that we receive in a way. And I remember hearing Andy Stanley when he was talking about giving saying, I want something – For you, not from you, that it may feel odd, but on the other side of generosity is this fullness that you don't really ever experience until you actually give. Paul, could you just speak a little bit to how almost selfishly, like when we give, it actually really benefits us, too, in a really strange but beautiful way?
2: God has set up the system. Mm. God has set up the system so beautifully that what does God get out of your 37 dollars your one thousand dollars what what yeah. could you give the God who owns the cattle in a thousand hills who owns it all not the 10 percent but the not the 90 percent you retain but the hundred percent mm. the clothes on our back, the house, the car that you drive in what does God get out of it He gets pleasure mm. in the prosperity of his servants it's right there in the it's in the epistles. He takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants, but what is prosperity? It is generously giving of yourself. It is a sacrificial. You said it beautifully. John 3:16. everybody. If you ever watched a national Football League game <laughs> in your life, you see this, that God so loved the world that He gave. And yeah. so he has set up the system so beautifully, and so we 're asking you to will you touch the heart of God right now by doing nothing more than literally saving a child 's life for the next six months? Think of the greatest example of giving that everyone knows we, we There is so much giving that, that with david and and, and the, the the temple that was built, and mm. all the, the the wealthy kings, but we remember the widow 's might. Mm. We remember that woman who gave up half of all she had. And I'm reminded of a mom who, when she got food for her children, she was able to help a neighbor who didn't had just a little bit less than her. And so right now, please, more than ever, this is your last opportunity. Today, we're asking you to save a child suffering during this pandemic with six months of emergency food for only $37. Call toll free. 855-901-4673 or go online to 1160hope.com and click that food for the poor banner. Mm. How many children can you save right
0: now? That's right. And if you're listening to the podcast sometime in the future and you're li- you're going, "Oh, I really wish I could have given." Guess what? You still can. You can call that number or go to 1160hope.com and uh, if it's you're listening so far in the future you can't find that, give us a call. We'll get you we'll get you hooked up with our friends. <laughs> Uh, over there at Food for the Poor. Uh, remember, 855-901-4673 or 1160hope.com. Click on the emergency food relief banner. For $37 gift, you're going to provide food relief for a child for six months. Well, Anitra and Paul, this has been really fun. Thank you guys for taking the time. Thanks for joining us again.
3: Thanks so much for having us.
0: God bless you. Absolutely. You've been listening to The Common Good on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life.